Happy Monday, everyone. It is April 12, and no matter how your week is starting, here's what I know is true. God's compassions never cease, and his mercies are new every morning. So I pray you are enjoying fresh mercies this morning. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. We just feel one of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to be be devoted to the Word of God. So we've created this Bible reading plan and companion podcast to help us all stay immersed in Scripture together throughout the week. So thanks for tuning in, whether you're on your commute, just enjoying a cup of coffee on your deck, or picking some dandelions. Uh, We're excited to spend the week with you. Why don't you tell us about yourself, co-host? Good morning. Um, So that was Matt Yant and... Uh, my name is Toriant, so most of you know us, but I'm going to introduce our family a little bit. We have Reese, who's 22. He is studying abroad right now in Kenya. Um, we have JC, who is 20. She moved in January to Tempe, Arizona, and she lives there with a friend and is being a nanny for a family. And then we have Levi, who's 18, who is living home but is attending Davenport. Yeah. I'm really excited to uh, do a week's worth of podcast with you, Tori. I don't think we've ever done anything like this. So uh, we're a little nervous um, about new territory as husband and wife, but also excited about how God's going to speak. Yeah, we've been at Victory Point. We were just talking about this uh, since 2004, right? Yes. Yeah. Long time. We were just young pups. I mean, not really, but uh, we came here and uh, to do youth ministry in 2004 and uh, never really thought about doing anything else beyond youth ministry. And here we are 17 years later, uh, helping lead the lead the church with a, a great team. So, um, hey, did you know, I looked this up today. Uh, did you know that today is National Grilled Cheese Day? No, I did not know that. Yep. It's National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Uh, what do you think? Uh, makes an epic grilled cheese sandwich. What needs to be on a grilled cheese for it to be like extraordinary? Garlic. Garlic. Yeah, you do like to add garlic to our grilled cheeses. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, a good bread, like a good sourdough, and it, and I prefer like multiple cheeses in like exotic cheeses and maybe add some bacon uh, and then a cup of tomato soup to dunk it in. Gross. And there you go. So it's National Grilled Cheese Day. So hope you guys uh, get to have a grilled cheese today. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, here's how it works. Throughout this week, we have been given daily scripture passages. Most of us read this as a part of our personal Bible study, but this podcast is a chance for us to have a conversation together about it, for you to hear it read aloud and to join in as we reflect together. Today's passage is Acts 3, 12 through 19. We will simply read it and then we'll ask, what is one thing that is getting your attention from this passage? Keep in mind, we are not Bible experts. We are not theologians and we don't have all the right answers. We're simply curious and we want to know what God is saying to us right now in these passages. We'll talk about that for a few minutes and then we'll be on our way. Sound good? Good. Matt, would you mind reading today's passage? Sure. I'd love to read it. Acts 3, 12 through 19. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, 
has glorified this servant, Jesus, his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead and we are witnesses to this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So Tori, as I read that story, um, and as I read it out loud for all of us who are listening, what's one thing, one phrase, one word that um, kind of bubbles up and turns your head and gets your attention today? Um, Peter said, why does this surprise you? It would surprise me if I saw people healing. Yeah. It wasn't Jesus. Yes, I know that Jesus, through Jesus, we have power to heal, but it would surprise me if I saw someone heal someone right in front of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And just for anyone who, who um, doesn't catch the context here, um, if you back up before this passage, you read about John and Peter are on their way to the temple and they encounter um, uh, a man who can't walk and he asks them for gold or silver or some money and they say hey we don't have any money gold or silver we do not have uh, but I'll give you what we do have in the name of Jesus Christ get up and walk and uh, the man got up and walked, which caused all this stir and uh, as you can imagine um, uh, really got the crowd's attention and uh, people are, are wondering about this and that's where we picked up the story when we read it today right so I think it would surprise me if I saw Peter heal someone even though I know he can through Jesus. Um, and in 16, it says, by faith, the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is in Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. But yet, I think I still would doubt that I could heal anyone, even though Jesus says we can. I think I would doubt myself. I know I doubt myself that I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's honest, and um, I don't think you're alone in that. I think... It's something we believe in, but we don't expect right. to be able to, to do. Um, but that's good. You got me thinking now, Tor. Um, you know, because when Peter says, like, why does this surprise you? He's almost implying, like, shouldn't this be the way? Shouldn't this be natural? Shouldn't this be the norm? It's what, you know, as we followed Jesus around for three years, it's what we saw him doing. It's what we even got to participate in when he sent us out. Um it's just natural overflow in the way of life in the kingdom, the way of power in the kingdom. Um, so, yeah, how do we get to, to that that level of, of identity, maybe, um, and authority uh, that, that Peter um, just so naturally um, lives in and, and lives out? That's, that, that definitely is an attention getter, for sure. Anything else from that that uh, grabbed your attention? No, just that I think I need to have more faith in that Jesus can, that I can heal through Jesus. That I don't know if it's a faith thing so much or I just need to believe that I can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
They I mean, can, Jesus is all powerful, so he can do it through me, but I just need to believe in myself. Yeah. And if he lives in us, then um, he should show through, you know, that, that same power. Like, so when it says, I'm, I'm just curious, I don't know if I have the for sure answer on this, but, you know, he kind of says it twice in verse 16, um, you know, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see is now made strong. It's by Jesus's name and by the faith that comes through him. Do you think, is Peter talking about like the man's faith in Jesus and in the name of Jesus? Or is he talking about Peter's faith. He's talking about his own faith in, in Jesus and in the name of Jesus. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I guess it. I didn't think of it that way, but it could be both ways that if you have faith that someone else can heal you through Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I almost think it's more Peter's faith mm-hmm. that Jesus is in him and that he can do it through Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree because... Um, you know, there's no record, at least in this story, of this man demonstrating faith other than when he's told to get up and walk, he does. Right. You know, that's a, a step of faith. Um, but I, I really, I agree. I, I think it's Peter. And, and I don't think Peter's even, you know, like he says at the beginning, it's not by our power or it's not by our godliness. It's not by our own piety. Um, you know, you, you don't see Peter like, hey, let's pause first and spend an extended time in prayer or in fasting. I think Peter um, at this point in his life as a disciple is beginning to understand his identity in Christ. He's beginning to understand um, like the, the spirit of Jesus that, that he has in him now received, you know, at Pentecost um, that, that he is learning to live out of like his identity as, as a son of God, um, that comes with that, uh, the, the authority and the, and the power of God. And um, he's believing in that and he's, he's wielding that and he's standing on that. It's not him. Um, it, it's who's in him. And, and that's something we all have in us. And, um, you know, things like this should become more natural. And, and I think that's a, a journey of discipleship and um, a journey of, of maturity to, to believe it and to to act on that and to take steps um, into that uh, and, and to take swings at it, you know, like um, even when we don't see the results uh, like this, you know, um, to, to, to believe in the authority that we have as sons and daughters of God. I think uh, another thing that caught my attention um, is, you know, Peter, like he uses the word you a lot. Like this is quite a powerful sermon. I mean, it's, it's quite an amazing sermon. You know, he, Peter takes this opportunity. There's been a demonstration of power. There's been a, a work of God. And now he brings the words of God, you know, around it. And um, he, he uses this as an opportunity to, to share and preach the gospel, to, to preach the good news. And um, when, when he's preaching, like I, I was just caught by, he said, hey, fellow Israelites, you handed them over to be killed. You disowned him. You disowned him. You killed the author of life. You acted in ignorance. And it, like, that's really harsh and that's really strong. And I got thinking like, well, Peter, weren't you the one who just a short while ago disowned Jesus three times, you know? Um, but I, that just, it just caught my attention and, and I found that fascinating. Um, but I, I think where Jesus is going with it is uh, he, he wants everyone to understand like um, all this stuff that, that, that you did, you know, even the, when my own, you know, 
shortfalling of, of disowning him. You know, um, it, it was all uh, it, it was all part of the big meta narrative. It was all part of the big story. Verse 18. This is how God fulfilled what he foretold through all the prophets saying that the Messiah would suffer. Like this was all part of a master plan uh, uh, that God is up to, um, to, to call everyone back into relationship with him. So repent, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out so that a time of refreshing may come from the Lord. So I just, there's just so much in this little short message. Like I just, I think Peter's being very bold um, in uh, pointing people uh, to Jesus, which is what we should always do when we proclaim him. Right. Mm -hmm. Good. Anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let me just, uh, I can't think of anything else either. I'm sure we're going to... Um, have more to say as we move on into the week. Uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow when we get into Psalm 4. So until then, let me just send us all with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. See you tomorrow.